What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five of Steel and Teal Talk. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. Jim from Fan and the Van Podcast. I got the same damn intro voice for every single thing that I do. <laughs> it's the same line. It's the same tone. It's the same everything. <laughs> the only one that's different is like the solo show because I don't have a co-host with that. But even <laughs> I just thought about that as I was doing it. Like I might need to change this shit up. Yeah, I actually got asked where I got the all right, all right, all right. And I'm like, go watch Days and Confused and you'll see exactly where I got it from. There is a... I got to give Matthew McConaughey all the credit. One of the best lines I think he's ever had in a movie. And it's just that. All right, all right, all right. For sure. Like, that movie's just a... McConaughey's an absolute quote machine. But, like, so there's actually, like, a like a paint your own pottery type place near where I live. So, like, I live out near the islands in southern Georgia. So very easygoing area out there. And they actually have a like paint your own pottery place called glazed and confused. And I'm like, <laughs> is this McConaughey or Zeppelin? <laughs> like or both. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, both are okay. Yeah. You said what? No, it's probably a mixture of both. I love it. Uh, I love all the, the subtle references. And then you, it's, it's fun to bring up those references to people. And you're like, is this from this? And they go, yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's a record shop near us where the guy has a Guns N' Roses kind of, it's not a ripoff, but it's a Guns N' Roses inspired logo. And my girlfriend was like, is that Guns N' Roses? He goes, yeah, actually, you're like the first one to say something. (laughs) So anyways, again, start the tangents early. Let's get them out now. Let's all kind (laughs) of top out of the rabbit hole. So we want to get into a couple of things this week. Um, and if it just completely abruptly cuts off, I want to apologize. We're dealing with like some severe storms near us. So my power may go out. We'll see what happens, uh, which means the Internet's going to drop. So bear with me. Let's hopefully that doesn't happen. But let's just jump right into it, man. So you mentioned something interesting to me off air, and it was basically like the idea of just what if and yeah. kind of like what if, you know, this happened? What if this happened with our franchise, you know? What if we did this instead of this kind of and then that I kind of was thinking about like, what if draft picks as well? So that made me kind of think of, you know, what if we drafted this dude instead of this dude, you know, especially now because hindsight's always 2020. So like you see some of these guys coming into it now. Speaking of which, I I will drag the battle of Los Angeles mid uh, between the Chargers and the Rams uh, for all eternity. And (laughs) again, the dude you and I were talking about off air uh, said like, oh, you know. Kellen Moore has said that Quentin Johnson has locked up the wide receiver three spot. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I mean, they have, they have decent, they have another decent receiver. Was it Jordan Palmer after yeah. two, but to surpass Jordan Palmer really ain't that hard to friggin' do. So if that's what you're celebrating all five to 10 chargers fans, Hey, enjoy your more athletic Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Enjoy. And a thinner one at that. Yeah, I mean, it, I hope I'm wrong. It, it's, I don't ever yeah. really want, unless it's, you know, the Titans or, you know, I, I can live with Houston. I can live with the Colts. I, as long as it's, if it's not the Titans or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, now at this point, Chargers fans or, you know, Deshaun Watson as a person, like, fail all day. I don't care. I don't want you to get hurt, but it's, <laughs> I don't want you to get hurt, but I wouldn't mind seeing it knock down a peg. Did you see that now? Speaking of Aaron Rodgers. The whole hard knocks thing, how nobody wanted to do it. So the NFL was like going to force a team to do it. And the Jets, I guess, just caved and said, all right, we'll do it. So I didn't see now, that. now we get to see oh. the 
the actor, Aaron Rodgers, because you think he's going to act real? No. Like HBO cameras around, he's going to be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, Zach Wilson's my best friend. And there better be somebody who goes in with a hot mic with the cameras off. You hear Rodgers go, you fucking suck, Zach. I Absolutely. Mean, I, I'm, dying to, I'm dying to see it. I don't really watch Hard Knocks because, A, it's really kind of on at times on my home. Mm-hmm. And then I see what's happened through clips everybody posts on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. So I've already seen it through various clips. So what's the point of watching it at that point? I already got I the mean, breakdown. I get that. And I mean, I, I so I pay for HBO or now Max, not HBO Max. I, it's you know what it is. I pay for it. Yeah. So I got the app. So I watch it when I can. But like, I'm not watching it on TV. Like, I'll just wake up <laughs> a morning, you know, on a day off and I'll be like, oh, shoot, let me catch up on a couple episodes of Hard Knocks. So which. <laughs> And that's just kind of how it is. Like, it's, I didn't even watch the Cardinals during the season one. First of all, I don't give a shit about the Cardinals, but <laughs> that's a, that's a different reason. I don't care about the Cardinals. You pick the worst team to do this with. Phoenix doesn't yeah, care that, about that. that. Okay, that's that, a stretch. Phoenix cares about the Cardinals. Yeah, that one in season with the Cardinals made no sense. You were better off doing it with like the Lions. Yeah, you got it with an interesting one. Really, kind of would have been. Um, the fucking years being that it was Brady's last year when they did it, that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, have Baker do it again and kind of have the Kyle Trask Baker Mayfield battle, which I think Trask has it by the end of the year. I don't think Baker. I don't think Baker has it. And, what and I, the I other did... thing I have to add, the other thing I have to add, and even though I hate Tom Brady, I don't want to see this happen. Please do not start dating Kim Kardashian. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. You see what happens when these athletes. Data Kardashian. It's the Kardashian curse. Don't it's like the Chris Paul curse, except with Armenian tits and ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. <laughs> What's worse, the Madden curse, or the Kardashian curse? Well, let's see. The Madden curse has been broken. Yes, that it has. So it's definitely the Kardashian curse. At I this mean, point, yeah, because it's a long... It also spans multiple sports. Kim marries Kanye, he fell off. Courtney married Lamar, he went to banging hookers and doing crack. And, I mean, I mean, now he's on the recovery road. So, Which is I good. Mean, that's you know, I have to the guy. Tristan Thompson's a scumbag. Yeah, but you know what? That's kind of just... I wouldn't put that in the Kardashian curse. That's just... You're an idiot knowing the guy's a douchebag and you date him. That, that, that's Zion Williamson's role model. Ready. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> she She's pregnant, apparently. Got his name tattooed on her face. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm done. I'm, like, I'm muting anything that has to do with these two. <laughs> I, just, I had to take that shot. But you, Brooke Lopez, Devin Booker, look, look at all of them. Like, it, it's it's... Yeah, it's, it's I, 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 mean, I mean, Kendall Jenner has a starting five of X's. Did you see <laughs> someone, someone did it. I don't know who did it. it it's so it, my girlfriend likes to watch the show and someone yeah. actually wore a shirt of all of Kendall Jenner's X's in I've like a starting that. five line. That's fantastic. I'm like, OK, yeah, that's so that's good. Somebody- I think somebody tweeted it at her and said, "You need to, you need to wear this with your new NBA boyfriend or whoever she." Well, apparently she's. I don't know if she is, but they. I don't know. I can't believe we're talking about this. This but is. Yeah, we're, we're going to move on. This is not. This is not celebrity gossip. We'll leave that to. 
you know what? Done with it. Leave it to TMZ. I'm not I, talking about Kendall and Bad Bunny date, not dating. I'm done with it. No, you're oh, not. boy. <laughs> we went off the rails oh, already. Yeah, we did. Oh, it's a fun show. We might even change the name to Steel and Teal off the rails. <laughs> Steel would, Teal and a whole sell, lot more. That would sell a whole shitload of shirts. And the back is just the train that just goes off the rails. Yep. Steel and Teal and a whole lot more. But anyways, yep. let's get right into it. So the the what ifs. So we can get back. Let's get back on the rails here. Let's so what ifs. So when you said what if to me, I thought of a couple of things for the Jaguars. And I also I wanted to go into draft picks as well. I wanted to think of a couple other things. Um yeah. and actually something popped up on my Twitter feed today, which I uh, I'm I'm hanging out on Twitter for now. Uh I don't use Instagram. I got rid of my account, so I, I'm not remaking it. So I'm going to hang out on Twitter and hang out. I'm, I'm going to go down with a ship. So if you're on threads, great. If you're not, I, I'm, I'm going down with a ship here at this point. I like my cesspool. <laughs> I, like my, I like my dumpster fire. I'm sticking with it. I just did threads. It's just like, you know, I was bored at work. I said, screw yeah. it. I'm just going to fuck on it. I really, whatever. I like my dumpster fire. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so somebody made a great point where they actually talked about what was the worst decision, signing Nick Foles to that massive deal after he won the Super Bowl or giving Bortles the contract extension. Wow. So anyways, what the team did is, the, and I, I went into this and I this was my my point. So the um, Blake Bortles should never have been given or should have had his fifth year option picked up because what that does is if, uh, how familiar with what or how the fifth year option is basically contracted out at a monetary value. Oh, I fucking forget. I, I so, it's whatever it's the fifth. Well, it's the fifth year part of. Oh God, I, I so, forget. You're better. Off I got gotcha. you. So it's similar <laughs> to the franchise tag in regards to where the franchise tag is. You take the league average of the top three paid players of that position. Fifth year options, the same thing, but it's top 10 players. So we would have been paying Blake Bortles close to $20 million for his fifth year. Yeah, no, that's that's the proper reaction is holy shit. Or <laughs> we basically picked up the option so we couldn't walk away. And then what we did is we signed him to a three-year extension with $26 million guaranteed. So what that effectively did is saved us $10 million. Whereas Nick Foles uh, was like 60 million and stupid. And we were the only ones going for him. And I don't understand it. Somebody, when it actually happened, somebody shared a tweet of like a, a homeless person on a bus having a conversation with the empty seat next to her. And it said the Jaguars, you know, negotiating with other teams to get Nick Foles. And I'm like, there's no, <laughs> that's messed up, but all right. Well, because no one wanted dude. No one wanted him. And there's a reason for that. But like it, yeah, it made me think of what if. So like, what yeah. if we didn't? What if he didn't? You know, break his collarbone. You know, there's tons of what ifs you can do with any franchise. But I want to narrow it down to a couple of big ones. First of all, um, what if we didn't draft Blaine Gabbert in 2011? <laughs> so I'm going to give you some of the guys in the 2011 draft class: uh, Cam Newton, Von Miller, Marcellus Darius, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson. Julio Jones, Alden Smith, Jake Locker, which you went to Jesus. That this was outside of Cam Newton, this was an awful quarterback class. Uh yeah. Tyron Smith went to Dallas, and then Blaine Gabbert went to the Jaguars at 10. You know who was behind Blaine Gabbert to the Jaguars at 10? Right. JJ Watt. Oh, you're, you're Robert Quinn. 
You you change the whole narrative right there if you take one of them, especially JJ or Robert Quinn. You couldn't go wrong. JJ Watt, freaking Gary. Oh God. Yep. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. JJ Watt, Robert Quinn, Ryan Kerrigan, Nate Solder. Uh, let's keep going. Adrian Claiborne, Anthony Costanzo. Ooh. Cameron Jordan. It's just it's just first round. Uh Muhammad Wilkerson, Cam Hayward. You're welcome. But hey, anytime. Thanks. And that was so that was just round one. I just I don't I don't want to go anywhere beyond that. I just want to look at round one. We can go through every single pick and everything like that ever. But are you fucking kidding me? That's in all are you God. serious? All guys that are a still starters. Well, except for yep. JJ because he's retired. And most of them are still starters. Most of them are still in the league. And you take Blaine Gabbert. That was the guy who was going to lead your team to where? Yep. Let him know. Let him know where. Oh, hey, it gets better. <laughs> you ready for the 2014 NFL draft? Where we took Blaine um, Gabbert, or we took uh, our other quarterback? Uh, I will say, I, I do love Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, is a, I, I, I love him. Is he an all-star quarterback? Absolutely not, but I love the guy. Um, so one and two were Clowney and Greg Robinson. I can't say anything about that. Um, we passed on Khalil Mack, Mike Evans, oh. uh, OBJ, Aaron Donald, oh. Ryan, Ryan Shazier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> And that was pretty much it for the first round on that one. That wasn't too crazy beyond that. The first round was pretty light. D Ford was all right. Uh, Manziel could have his own show where I trash his stupid ass. Uh, Zach Martin, we could have drafted him. Kyle Fuller could have drafted him, which I don't think we really needed a defensive back at that time. But uh, Eric Ebron was a bum. Uh, let's keep going. CJ Mosley was solid. Uh, Jawan James was solid. Brandon Cook, solid. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. I'm I'm laughing because he's out of the league now. Um, Darquise <laughs> Denard, Jason Verrett, Marcus Smith, Dayon Buchanan would have been good. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, speaking of who we talked about earlier, now it all ties together. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Ward and Teddy Bridgewater. You know who else was in this draft class, if I remember correctly? Pretty sure 2014. 2014 also had Derek Carr. So we took Derek. We took Derek Carr, or we didn't take Derek Carr. We took Marquise Lee at pick thirty-nine. Uh, also had Demarcus Lawrence. It had. Let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Where is it? I'm trying to get to the one. Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did take Allen Robinson, which I like. To all the Jaguars fans that listen to this when it gets released. Oh. Uh... Just no, they they just, know. Just I uh, just don't do anything stupid. Don't break TVs like Cowboys fans. Which I mean, <laughs> I'm not worried about anymore. Uh, dude, yeah. yeah, he's. Oh no, that was 2012. I apologize. That was yeah, 2012 NFL draft. Which I don't know who the hell we take in the 2012 draft. Well, now I gotta know. <laughs> now I gotta know who we took in the 2012 draft. Which, speaking of drafts, uh, shout out to the the biggest non-surprise ever in all of sports is uh, Brent and Dave, if you're listening, Connor Bedard getting drafted to Chicago, which surprised absolutely nobody. Um, (laughs) 
We took Justin Blackman, which I don't hate. And that's actually going to lead into my other what if is what if uh, Justin Blackman could stay sober? Yeah. <laughs> if he had stayed sober. And I, as, as someone who works in the liquor industry, I'm not taking shots at, you know, sobriety or anything. I'm, I'm not trying to be the one to talk. You know, dude clearly had he had a problem. He needed help. But like if you look at his stats. Sorry for the uh, the clicking, if you guys can hear that. Uh, but if you look at his stats, he averaged, he was on pace for over, for a career. He played a total of 18 games. So about a season's worth of starts. Um, 93 receptions, 1,200 yards, 13 yards per reception, six touchdowns. So he would have been a good receiver. And then he had substance violations. He had substance violations. He said DUIs. He said everything. So here's what if number three. What if Justin Blackman stays sober? You're talking about him being possibly one of the top 15 best wide receivers. Yep. Easily. Easily. And I, I don't want to, and that's why I don't like doing the draft for the what ifs, just because hindsight's twenty twenty. But I, I had to look at some of our worst picks and go back and be like, "Are you kidding me, <laughs> JJ Watt? Are you serious?" Uh, oh, it's so annoying. Absolutely love when they do the uh, like the redraft, like two, three, oh, four years, and it's like some of the picks stay the same, and then it's like, yeah, I could have seen this team taking them, but nope. Instead, they went this route, and now they wonder why they suck. Like, pretty much every Cleveland draft ever, especially 04 when they could have had Ben Roethlisberger and passed. Instead, oh, he dude. just became Cleveland's friggin' daddy for about two decades. Oh, I clowned somebody today who said that Cleveland has the best roster in the AFC North. I said, you're going to be fighting for third place again for, <laughs> you know... <laughs> You, I, I jumped in again. I was like, by the way, if, if you're keeping track, you guys have been uh, in second place once in 20 years. What's funny they were- is they, they, they say this every year, and everybody's got a good roster on paper. It's Always. how they produce on the field. I don't care what's written on paper. Can they produce on the field? Can Watson and all this talent coexist? It's you have to wait till they play. I mean, could Cleveland surprise everybody? Yeah, they could. I doubt it, but if they do, hey, then you know what? I was wrong, and I'll give yeah. Cleveland their unfortunate credit that I don't want to give, but I have to give it. You give credit so where credit's surprise, due. Yeah. So if, if listen, if they wind up winning the AFC North and then going out in the first round of the playoffs. Do you take that as an improvement from 30 years of mediocrity? I have to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I want to look up one more because I want to see when we hired Urban fucking Meyer. What, like 2020, I think? It's 2020, so I want to look up, yeah. NFL coaching, not okay. Well, I I typed that completely incorrectly, but that's it, who cares. I typed in uh, NFL coaching horse twenty twenty, or uh, just not at all what I'm trying to look up. But who cares? 
Yeah, Matt Rule, Stefanski, Joe Judge, Ron Rivera. I would have taken Riverboat, Ron. <laughs> I would have taken Ron. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, Who he'd probably it? still be coaching instead of kicking the kickers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, now he said some shit the other day. Mike McCarthy went to Dallas. Was it 2020 or 2020? It was 2021. That's right. Because that's when we drafted Trevor. So let me let me go ahead and walk that one back one more time. Which he he said some shit the other day. Brandon Staley for the Chargers. I'm fine with that. I, I don't need him. I would have taken Dan Campbell, uh, Big yeah. Bob Sala with the Jets, Nick Sirianni. I would have taken them in a heartbeat. You can keep David Cully as far away as humanly possible. That's one of the only hirings that was worse than Urban Meyer. And that's saying something. But yeah, Sir, I would have loved Sirianni. I would have loved Dan Campbell. I would have loved Robert Sala. Those would have been great. Would have been great picks. I would have taken those coaches in a heartbeat. You picked Urban, Urban fucking Meyer, who is the biggest hypocrite I've ever seen. He said some shit the other day, and it drove me up a wall. Where what he did, uh, he said how NIL has gotten out of hand and has no pay or place in college sports. I'm like, the the pillar of morality that is Urban Meyer <laughs> is making comments about what's good and bad. I'm oh, like, what a jack. Oh, I know. I'm like, dude, get, shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. How are you? How are you employed? Give me your job. I'll do your job for half. I don't care. <laughs> Can I still have better opinions? And I won't give I won't do any of the shit you did. Yeah, when it comes to morality or anything, whether it's good or bad, Urban Meyer, that's where you should just exclude yourself from the table and not speak at all. Just I'm just, I'm excited. Netflix has been working on a documentary called uh, Swamp Kings. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's going to be about that Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, Chris Leak, Gator era. And I'm like, ooh, this is going one of two ways. This is either going to be the biggest, cushiest fluff piece to ever cross <laughs> cross <laughs> a streaming service, or this is going to be great. And, and as a I Gator fan. A, I hope it's not a fluffy, cushy piece where they make urban Meyer out to be like the greatest thing ever. Like I want to, I want to see and hear everything from, from obviously Tim Tebow to Aaron Hernandez to the Pouncey brothers. Like I want, I want to know it all, man. You need all like, yeah, I can tell you some of it is there was apparently an inner circle, uh, whenever there were players who needed to be drug tested, uh, it was apparently league policy at the time where injured players couldn't be drug tested. So all the stars had walking boots a couple <laughs> days before the game <laughs> conveniently <laughs> on drug test day. And I'm like, again, as a Gator fan, like, come on, man. Like, and it, I'm, and I'm not trying to pretend this doesn't happen. We all know what happens. Like it's to pretend this doesn't happen already is just stupid and ignorant. And it, it it's like, oh, well, you know, NIL is getting out of hand. It goes, well, it's getting out of hand now because it's in the it's in the, you know, in the spotlight when it right. wasn't before. And we could just ignore it. But now we can't ignore it because these guys are making millions of dollars when they haven't played it down yet. Yeah. So I, it's I don't know, but this different talk for a different day. Those are my what ifs. I think, you know, what ifs, you know, what if we didn't draft, you know, Blaine Gabbert? What if we drafted J.J. Watt? Because we still had David Garrard at the time, who wasn't, you know, a star by any stretch. But, I mean, he was still solid. 
He yeah, was a he game was manager guy. Yeah, he was decent. But like we, JJ Watt, Cam Jordan, so many other guys we could have drafted during that time. And then you go back to 2014 when we took, you know, Bortles. We could have taken Derek Carr in the second round and taken somebody else in the first. Like in hindsight, it's always 2020. And then what if Justin Blackman stayed sober? Yeah. You know, we would have been great. What if we never hired, you know, Oh my God, there's so many what ifs with especially with my franchise. What if we took Fisher over Jokel? What if we took fucking <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's there, there's a lot of us in my team. What about you? Because I know you had one that I, I had this conversation with people earlier uh this past week, but your what ifs for your franchise. What do you got? Well, definitely one of the biggest what ifs is obviously well. There's three big what-ifs, and then there's a draft what-if. So the biggest what-if, obviously, and you know what? I'm not going to leave it for I'm not going to leave it for last. I'm going to well, we'll bring it to light now. What if Antonio Brown wasn't the prima donna behind the scenes that he himself aired out? Nobody else. Nobody else aired it out. What if he just stuck to playing football, didn't have to be the guy who threw tantrums on the sidelines? Um, and what if he stayed in Pittsburgh and didn't force his way out and then get traded to Buffalo and then Buffalo was like, we don't want you. And he didn't want to go there. And it's just like, what if he just stayed the course in Pittsburgh? Where would he still be playing now? I don't think he'd be in Pittsburgh now because obviously they were going to get younger. So he would either a be retired or he probably would have signed somewhere else after they decided to say, you know what, we're, we're going to go with a younger locker room. You know, what if he didn't get jealous of Juju's big year that he had, which I don't get how you get mad at somebody younger than you having a bit of success. It helps you out in the end. I mean, because you're good. You're so good. And these teams are triple covering you. What did you think was going to happen? Ben's going to find a new toy to throw to. And guess what? That was Juju for Ben. And Antonio got all mad. And that's really where the... The shoe really falls at that point. I mean, there's already other issues. And AB's been on radio shows talking about, well, you know, Ben should have been throwing me the ball. I could catch it in triple coverage. You know how many times I've seen him in triple coverage? And the ball gets intercepted because he had to have the ball. What if he had just stuck to the game plan instead of just saying, it's about me? And yeah. he's been a team. And that leads into number two. What if Le'Veon knew how to do math and... Stayed in Pittsburgh. Now he admitted finally <laughs> that he, he finally admits it that he should have stayed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, and he, he knows that. He should have because going to the Jets was the ultimate downfall because the Jets did not have an O line to for him to produce the way he did in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh had that O line where it created. Le'Veon's run game to be that much more dynamic than it did in New York. Would Le'Veon still be on this team? No. And Le'Veon actually wants to come back, but he wants to come back but be the number one guy again. Listen, I'll I'll welcome Le'Veon back, but you're not going to be the number one guy. You could be number two. Yeah, no, you're you're not beating Najee out. No. Absolutely not. You're not going to beat Najee out. You're not even going to be, you. You'll beat Jalen Warren out because Tomlin will go with the guy with more experience to be the second running back. But this offense is going to be keyed around Najee's running game. 
That's why they beefed up the O-line, because they're trying to get Najee going. They want Najee from Alabama, not the Najee you've been seeing. Now, Najee's been playing with injuries, but, you know, again, when you overwork your force, injuries are going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, again, I welcome Le'Veon back. But the biggest what if, and it actually ties into a a career-ending injury, is Ryan Shazier. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you were going to get to that one. Yeah. What if Shazier doesn't suffer that injury? And that was one of the scariest things at that oh, yeah. time to watch. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin one is far worse. But, hey, but with hey. Zier- I'm not laughing at DeMar Hamlin. I'm laughing at something somebody pointed out. Somebody said, dude, literally died on the field and is still playing before Michael Thomas. Oh, God. I see that deal. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's boy. messed up, Demar. I'm sorry, man. That wasn't a shot at you. That was a shot of Michael Thomas. Like it's we like it, I've we've said it on every one of our shows. You know, that's it's terrifying to watch. It, it's yeah. it was like I, I was that was one of the that was one of the weirdest situations because it's like how did the league not know how to, like, like the league wanted them to play? They're like, all right, get yeah. them off the field and continue to play, and you could see. And it, it was the same thing when, when Pittsburgh played Cincinnati when the whole thing happened. But in separate situations, the NFL, the, the players decided to play the rest of the game when it, when the Shazier injury happened. These players, and I commend them for it, even though everybody's calling them crybabies and saying, you guys get paid millions of dollars, so what if the kid's going to the hospital? The fucking kid died on the field and had to get brought back to life. Yeah, he died. Like, I like the fact that that Josh Allen and Joe Burrow got together and like, listen, I'm not playing this game. And the coaches yeah. got together and they said the same thing. And the officials like, listen, they want you back on the field in 10 minutes. It took them like an hour to get them off the yeah. field. Well, you playing in 10 minutes. What are you going to play around him? Exactly. And like every coach, all the coaches said it all. And first of all, anyone who's blaming T Higgins, go fuck yourself. Um, that was not to, don't fault. absolutely not, not his, his fault. It, no, but it's, the thing for me was like it, it was, and I'm, I'm not trying to equate it to anything because this is not anything like it. But like I remember back when I was playing in high school, one of our guys broke his femur. Yeah, and like it, he broke his femur during practice, and we like ambulance came. They kind of took him away, and it's not the same. But no. it, and I'm not trying to equate you know a broken femur to someone literally dying. So let's make that very 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 clear now before y'all come for me. But like. All the coaches got together. All of us got together. Like, even before the coaches got together, all the offensive defense guys got together and were like, we're not tackling for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, if they make us practice, fine. But, like, it's it's fucking touch. Like, we're not. Yeah. And then coach was like, yeah, we're not, you know, I'll text you guys in the hospital room. Like, go home. Yeah. Like, it, it's out of respect for the person. And it's like, you can't get your mind right in that situation. Like, especially, he died <laughs> like his yeah. heart. I'm, I'm laughing because it, it's not funny but like it's he literally died on the field and it was everybody like all i commend all the players and all the coaches were like yeah I, give us both a loss i don't care yeah like it doesn't matter i we're i'm gonna go be with my guys yeah. like do you and think? then the fact, that, the fact that like teams like people are complaining because it in essence affected like the whole playoff picture who gives a shit it didn't though. <laughs> it really didn't that much. What was going to happen? We all knew the way the Eagles were playing, the way the Chiefs were playing. You knew that that was your Super Bowl. Yeah, you already knew it was going to happen. So it wasn't going to. Yeah, it wasn't going to be Buffalo. To sit there and bitch and moan, 
Like people complain, why Buffalo defense in fantasy football? Now I have no, I have to drop them now because Demar Hamlin's out for the rest of the year. So, oh God forbid somebody almost dies on the field and that affects the fantasy. Go yeah. fuck yourself, golf. It just it's insane. No, yeah, no one no one cares about that. But and back to back on the but tracks the, again. But what's convenient? What, well, what's what's funny about the all three what ifs is they all tie together. Yeah, because they all were on the same team at one point. Yep. Bell, Brown, and Shazier. So if Brown never left, if Bell never left, Shazier never got hurt. New England and Pittsburgh are not tied for the most Super Bowls. Pittsburgh has at least another two with these guys, at least maybe three. I'll give you at least one for sure. I don't know if I can give you two, but I'll definitely give you one because at least I mean you have all the talent in the world. I don't know, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at which I when." When Antonio Brown does pass away, which I hope is a very far way off as of recording this, like I, I'm not wishing death upon anybody. Like, don't let's get it right. I would love to have scientists look at his brain. Yeah, because well, you, the, could actually, you could actually pinpoint it to when it all changed. Yep, and it was the perfect hit, and it's the perfect hit. And after that, he was just not the same guy. And for people to sit there and say, no, that's not it. You know, it's the whole prima donna thing. Listen, the whole prima donna thing and being a selfish guy, that ties into it. Mm -hmm. Because that's your personality. This, that that hit altered his whole way of thinking. Yeah, it's Antonio Brown to Antonio Clown. I mean, that's just where we're at at this point. And... You know, to sit there and say that that hit had no effect. Listen, I'm no friggin' brain surgeon. I'm not, you know, I don't know how to analyze a brain or anything. But I could tell you that's that moment, yeah. that game hit, that exact minute altered Antonio Brown forever. Well, you don't have but, to be a doctor. From that, from that point on, everything, even outside of football, mm-hmm. it altered everything. I mean, who sits there and records themselves dealing with the cop with your baby mama drama and you're throwing gummy dicks at the cop? Who records that? He he's a absolute nut. But like it's and I, I hope he gets the help he needs. I I'm not trying to diagnose the guy, but like something something ain't right. Like and it's you didn't have and the people who aren't saying that's it, like I don't have to be a doctor to know that continuous blows to the head cause problems. Look at boxers, look at MMA fighters, look at all these guys who deal with continuous head trauma. Even, and then, even professional wrestling, for as fake as it is, oh, yeah, the injuries are very real, and yep. there's times where something goes wrong. We've seen it, and it could alter everything. All things didn't Vince jump up in the arena and blow out both his knees. <laughs> he, yeah, he was running into the oh, it was Royal Rumble. I remember that, yep. it was Royal Rumble. Yeah. And it was John Cena and Batista at the end. And Cena was supposed to lose. He wasn't supposed to win. And when they both went over, they botched the finish. And that's when Vince came out. And he's running down that whole walk that he does. You know, the roid walk. And he just flew out both his quads right then and there. I'll tell you what. We're going oh, to do this. It's going to be amazing. Put on these overalls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit it, it, for that joke. I got to give that credit to somebody else. That's another show called uh, Crime and Sports. If you ever want to, 
they they uh, it's not a paid sponsorship, but I'll listen to them on my free time. I love these guys. It's two stand-up comedians. They basically take a look at all the criminal athletes and they find a bunch of things that a lot of them have in common. Uh, never be a junior. You know, if you're if you're a junior, you're cursed. Uh, wow, wow. Never have cursed. any kid. Never have teenagers in your hit squad. Um, <laughs> when you're at your lowest point, don't have children or find religion <laughs> or get married. <laughs> Always leave your hometown. Um, and there's one more I'm missing. Uh, I know there's one more I'm missing, but they always do that. Like they bring up Vince McMahon. They've talked about a bunch of it. It's funny. Go give them a listen. It's called crime and sports. They're great. And that's where I got the the whole joke for that one. But it's anyways, great show, but it's, and you're right though. Like you can look at the head trauma and you can be like, yeah, something's not right. Like I'm not a doctor, but like I could see what he was before and what he was after. And yeah, some of that is ego, but like ego is not going to make you not pay your arena football team. No, you're just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you're just an asshole at this point. Him and then gets him kicked out of arena football. What a yeah. fucking what an he's asshole. Just, he's just an asshole. But I mean, like, it's look at that. If you look at, you know, which it, I guess we are gonna get into it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I will give for anybody who follows if it's what it is, and we just if we if it's what we discussed before we started recording, is that what it is? Yeah. We'll do it we briefly. Give, briefly. We got to give what they want. They're going to want to hear this. All right. We'll do it briefly. So for anybody who follows, um, I've basically, I've got two accounts that I use on Twitter. I've got, cause I got two shows that I do. I've got uh, the one that this gets posted to. Is this a bad take? And then I've also got another one with Jalen called two dudes of sports news. The one I'd use for more serious kind of cleaner stuff, because you know, we don't, we don't cuss on that show. That one's very clean. This one's a little different. This is a little more unfiltered, um, but that one I usually keep pretty serious and everything. If I just want to just go unhinged because someone's made some stupid comment about how it, it, it oh my god, all right, someone makes a stupid comment, follow this. I'm, I'm hands are ready to eat for everybody at this point. Everybody can catch them. I don't care. Someone made a comment call or basically saying how Antonio Brown may have had the best six year streak in football history when it comes to a wide receiver. And I will give him credit where credit's due. That was a fantastic six years. I had him on my fantasy team every year. Like, he was great. He's He had a fantastic six-year stretch. They also passed the ball about 65 to 70% of the time. Um, so, of course, he's going to have a couple padded stats there. But that's, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He was being double covered and everything. It was great. And that's fine. Don't you dare disrespect <laughs> Cherry Rice like that ever again. <laughs> Yeah. I will die on that hill. I saw that and I just started shaking my head. I said, you're really going to take six years and compare it to Jerry Rice's whole career. Someone is- actually, I got to find it because someone actually did it. Somebody took, uh, did a 140, the 146 games of, what was it? They did 146 games because that's what Jerry, or that's what Antonio Brown played was 146 games. Yeah. And they found they did a side by side comparison for his whole thing. Here it is: the 146 games. Uh, Jerry Rice had 12,786 yards and 130 touchdowns. Antonio Brown had 12,419 yards with 88 touchdowns. Antonio wasn't catching Jerry. It wasn't no. happening. And for the people who have the audacity. So, oh, 
Here's another one, too. It said Antonio Brown played in 146 games. He was 367 yards and 42 touchdowns behind Jerry. Just assuming that his ass could stay healthy for another nine seasons worth of games, he had to average 70 yards and basically a touchdown per game as a 34 to 42 year old. Jerry Rice, for those who don't know, is uh, he's not the career. uh, He's not the single season reception touchdown holder, but for every single career stat, he pretty much has it. Dude literally put up 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns on 92 catches in 2002 when he was 40. He was 40 and dusting people for 1,200 yards. Fuck out of here. Leave leave my man alone. (laughs) And and there's the fact that Jerry sat in a more dominant run era. It was, I think I did the math. It was almost, it was like 54. Five percent to forty-five percent, like it was. It was almost a fifty-fifty split, and he still put up those numbers. He averaged a touchdown. He he averaged a first down every reception. He averaged over. I think it was a every season he had at least ten point six yards per reception. So it that's it, it's absurd. And the comments I was hearing are like, oh, well, he played in the eighties. You know, he didn't play with you know the DBs that we play with now. Okay, well, he played with Deion Sanders. He played with Daryl uh, Daryl Green. He played with Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson, Ty Law. You know, total scrubs. <laughs> They're not all Hall and of Famers. You, you play. He played in an era where you could actually do different things to the wide receiver yep. that you can't do now. So for him to do that in a more, I would say, more violent era, yep, as opposed to this baby shit soft era that the NFL is, um. Yeah, to say that Antonio would have been better than Jerry Rice, and this coming from a Steeler fan who mm-hmm. loved Antonio Brown, was not happening. Well, it just it wasn't. I mean, like it's. So it, oh my God! Somebody, I, and again, I jumped in on this one. Uh, again, I brought that up: Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson, Daryl Green, and Ty Law, and Deion Sanders. And this guy said, who? I'm like, if you don't know who these people are, then you don't know Paul. Like, there's no point in having this conversation anymore. Like, if you don't know who any of those guys are, I was like, let me just one more time. That's five Hall of Fame corners with 296 interceptions between the five of them. It's, and honestly, Antonio Brown's not even in my top 10 receivers of all time. Because you've also got, you've got Jerry Rice. You have Randy Moss. You have so many other players. AB has had a fantastic six-year stretch. And the fact that somebody was like, he said best six-year stretch, not best statistics. I'm like, how the fuck do you measure a stretch without stats? Like, it's the whole point. You measure success with statistics. <laughs> like individual success you know, in football is measured with stats. You know what Elon should have done instead of trying out that, you know, exceed the, the you know, the view limit? <laughs> yeah. He exceeded stupidity comments for the day. Because oh, some boy. of them, that, oh, oh, God. I was just like, been... I'm, I'm like, thank God I'm at work, and I just don't have the time to to, to, to freaking go at it with these morons because that tweet would have been taken down, and the guy would have been like, oh, yeah, you know what? I was wrong. I shouldn't have put that up. And he would have like, sent me a message like, hey, bro, you know, you like shut me down, and you know, that's why I took it down. You know, don't take it down. Leave if it somebody you wrong, leave it up. And then you know what you do as a man? You just say, hey, I was wrong. But didn't this make for a great debate? Yeah. Yeah. Leave it up. Absolutely leave it up. Some and like you've got so many other you've got Marvin Harrison. You have so many other receivers to bring Chris up. Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter. 
like again to go back to the Vikings. I was I got a I'm not going to dig through it all day, but like it was the whole thing. I'm like, dude, he's not he's not in my top ten wide receivers of all time. He's not. He's no. just not. It's he. I don't even know if he's in top fifteen. Like it, it's he had a great six year stretch, but dude, he he had he played for what eight nine years, something like that. I think nine years, nine, nine years. years yeah. About nine years, which I mean is great. That's more than you and I played in the NFL combined. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but which is zero years, by the way, for those who don't know. Uh, but if you hadn't figured it out by now, but like it, it's I don't have to be a former player to know when you're saying some stupid shit. <laughs> that was my thing. Like, look, and I I'll give Antonio Brown his credit, but come on now. Come on. Like it it's I don't know. I literally, I follow dude just to clown him. Like, that's all I do at this point. I, I'll wait until an opinion pops up and I'm like, all right, I'll let that one slide. I'll let that one slide. And I'll just, it's like uh, the Incredibles meme that's going around where it's like, I'll see something stupid. And I'll be like, yeah, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, it's just amazing. Like what, what people try to compare like two people from like two different eras of football. Mm-hmm. And the stats just prove why one was better than the other. Absolutely. You still, try to, you still try to make the argument. And it's like, no matter what you say, you're not winning. No, you're, you're not, not winning this. I have with the, the only thing that Antonio Brown would have beat him on is altercations with the police. That's about all he would have beaten him on. His cherry didn't really have any, I don't think. We got to look at... We heard or anything. Oh, I know. I got to look at... Um... So he played, just to break it down a little bit more, he played 303 games. So he averaged. The one, the one when he was with Tampa when he walked off. Oh, I don't like count that either. I, I don't count that. Sorry, you, you you walked off and, you know, you threw your little tirade. And that that right there was the end of his career. That mm-hmm. was the end. So That was the end of the year. So if we look at Jerry Rice's stats, just to just to humor me here. 16, 1,640 reception or targets and 1,549 receptions. That's, that's an absurd ratio right there. That's, that's, that's absurd. But you're looking at about, you're looking at five catches a game, basically. And then you're averaging, you know, he averaged 14.8 yards per reception. So about 15 yards a catch. And then you've got, you're looking at what? Two, two. 895 divided by 303. 75, 75 yards a game is what he's averaging for just under like about half a touchdown a game, basically, which you can't do, but a touchdown every other game for 16 years. Sorry, let me let me get that right. For 21 years, <laughs> he played for so long. I just that was just my thing, man. I'm like, look, it's I'm not even I'm not a Niners fan. I'm just a realistic person. <laughs> I'm gonna call you on your bullshit if I see it. And it, look, if I'm saying something stupid online too, I encourage everyone to do the same for me. Call me out. Like you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I said it the other day, and I, it got to one point where dude and I weren't gonna agree. Everyone's talking about how JJ McCarthy. I don't know if you saw it. Some video of him went around. Who cares? If like you could some, throw a ball. Are you doing that in a game? No, stop. Well, what I said, I, I said he reminds me of Zach. I was like, I remember when Zach Wilson did that during his pro day. By the way, the receiver wasn't a bounce when he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was, everyone ever going back and forth. I'm like, look, like, it, and I, was, I was like, I'll admit, I'm like, the Zach Wilson comparison was a little far. That that's, I'll walk that one back. That's my bad. <laughs> that, that was a little harsh. I apologize. But I'm like, dude, it, it, it's JJ McCarthy is going to be a he, he's AJ McCarron basically. Like he's he's a solid quarterback. He's a game manager, and he's yeah, and he's never been asked to be the guy. It, it's. I've looked. I looked at the stats, and there's one one dude, and I weren't going to see eye to eye on this, so I just I stopped responding. But like, it was a point to where like they average, and it, I'm not faulting people for relying on the run game, but they averaged about 40 carries a game versus anywhere from a, about 25 passes. So like, that's yeah, you're you're gonna have like, oh, you know, he threw for so many touchdowns. I'm like, great. He had three running backs with 18 carries this week. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing to rely on the run game, but don't tell me you're an elite quarterback when you just have to, when you just, here, you take it. (laughs) You take it. Yeah. But I mean, hey, they're winning games. If if McCarthy gets into the NFL, he's, I mean, would he be better than Zach Wilson? Probably. Maybe. I mean, at this I don't point, he'd be worse. I'd be better than Zach Wilson, and I'm 41 with a banged up shoulder. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. You know, it, it's you know, it's like anything else, which this will kind of tie into my draft. What if? Yeah, we don't know what these guys are until you draft them, which kind of leads to the what if, and it's going to involve Jalen Seahawks because they have them now. Mm-hmm. What if Pittsburgh? When they traded up for Denver, took this guy instead, Devin White. Mm-hmm. What if? Yeah. <laughs> because look at Devin White in Tampa. Solid. Doing great. Look it, at Devin Bush. Not so much. No. It, it's And that's the thing. And I, I, I keep trying to tell. I, I, I have this conversation with a lot of people. And it's in order to be, you're not going to be right 100% of the time. You're not. And that's why, like, it, it, the talking heads like you and me, you know, we we say shit and we we throw if the mentality I try not to have is if I throw enough shit to the wall, something will stick. Yeah. So, like, that's I, I'm not, you know, Sims out here saying some stupid crap like that or, you know, or, you know, I, um, <laughs> I hate him. I, I hate him so much. <laughs> if I'm Phil Sims, I find a way to put. I find a way for to get him to like get rid of the Sims name and just have Chris Sims go by like a different name entirely. Just detach Sims from your name because you make your dad look like this idiot who helped create you. And, and Chris I, Sims, I, anything I now is Chris Sims. I I rather tolerate Chris Collinsworth having on air orgasms over freaking Patrick Mahomes. Throwing the ball into the dirt. Like a shovel pass that went nowhere. Then then Chris Sims just talk it all, to be honest. I I will never I will never forget Collinsworth saying I I almost I almost tweeted at him when I saw this happen. It was during the um the Jaguars Chiefs game, and it was in the rain, and Mahomes was throwing the ball, which first of all should have been intentional grounding. Because he was with he was inside the tackle box and he threw it forward and it was 10 yards away from any receiver but the ball slipped out of his hand and if you you hear chris collinsworth go 
Oh man, well, if you if you look at that, look at that right there. What a brilliant football play. Just absolutely unbelievable. He saw the the DB come down last minute and he just threw it away. I'm like, nah, it slipped, but like <laughs> yeah, there's Al Michaels with the aloe vera tissues. Like, here, why don't you clean that mess up? You just made in your pants. <laughs> him, 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 Tony Romo have like these love affairs. Like Tony Romo has like a love affair with Josh Allen. I don't know if he's and, gonna be it, doing it much longer. And and it's just amazing. Like Josh Allen could do like the most mediocre thing, and Romo's like, "Oh my God, Jim, did you see that?" Uh, uh. It's like, okay, he threw a five yard pass, and the guy got cremated. He didn't make a football move, and the ball is incomplete now. What are you freaking getting all in? Did you see him throw that five-yard hitch route? (laughs) Just right on the money. Just look at the way way he hands that ball in the gut to James Cook. You can't teach that. That's why I I hate commentators. And I it's they speak until they say something. And it drives me insane because a lot of it, like it, it, who said it the other day? There were it was like a I think it was during um I think, I think it was during TCU UGA when Stetson Bennett threw a threw a thirty yard pass to McConkey. It hit him right in the it hit him right in the chest, and you know he took off of the end zone. And somebody's like, "How many pro like how many professional quarterbacks can make that pass?" I'm like, "All of them, exactly." <laughs> thirty yards um, bounce on air wide open. Not Zach Wilson or Johnny Mandel. They couldn't make that no. play. <laughs> Zach Wilson maybe could make that throw. Johnny can't. Johnny's too busy cleaning there, his nose out. There's some commentators I like. Like Troy Aikman, I think is pretty good because he's kind of just like he's one who's like neutral, and he I, was I, actually one people were nervous about because you know Dallas being on Fox mm-hmm. a lot, like the you know the the game of the week, and he would be calling the game. They thought he would be like this big homer where like you, you know like Michael Irvin's like you know Dallas could do no wrong. Yeah, you know like, you know Dad, it's Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Dak Prescott could throw seven interceptions, and there's Michael Irvin on, you know, uh, on football talk. Like, hey, well, you know, it's not his fault. You see where it happened with this thing, you know, like 90 million excuses where Troy Aikman will just be like, there was no reason to throw that. You're better than this. Come yeah. on. The receiver should have phased through the defensive back and reached through his chest, Indiana Jones, Kali Ma style, and caught the football with one <laughs> hand and pulled it back through and then ran for a touchdown. That's what I would have done in my day. Like, no, you wouldn't have. No one does that. What are you talking about? He made a bad read. Dak Prescott, oh. and I, for a fourth-round pick, Dak's done great. And I will leave I'll it give, at that. For a fourth-round pick, him, he's done great. He's done great. On a team that's gone nowhere. Exactly. That, it's, that should, that should honestly, with the talent that has come and gone, they should have at least got to one. Super they, have, they have at no least. excuses here. They have no excuses here. The wide receivers are healthy. Pollard's coming yeah. back. Um, your defense, one of the biggest issues Dallas had last year's defense was the pass defense. And they got yeah. Stephon Gilmore to be opposite of Trayvon Diggs. There's no if y'all aren't a playoff team this year, I I mean you won't be, but I you have no excuse anymore. <laughs> There's no reason. Like it and that's how I feel too. Like if my Jaguars don't win the AFC South, just to bring it back full circle again, if my Jaguars don't win the AFC South, I'm gonna be pissed. Cause there's no reason. Because Indy's not there. 
Tennessee no. will never be there while they have, you know, their current front office, which the you want to talk about delusion, all their fans like, we, you know, we're going to take we're going to get uh, we're going to get DeAndre Hopkins like, no, you're not. He wants to play for a contender. Y'all aren't a contender. <laughs> Y'all are contending for third place in the league. If or in the division, sorry. Hopkins, if they were going to get Hopkins, they already would have had him. Thank you. But they because Hopkins, see, see, this is the thing. Hopkins is playing this really smart. Yeah, he is. He's playing really smart because he's going to – he pretty much came out and said, he goes, when I'm not a 1,000-yard receiver, I'll mm-hmm. retire. Which is fair. So I'll give him that. He's playing this smart, and everybody thinks because New England gave who was it Devontae Parker that huge extension, mm-hmm. they thought that, that was the end of it. Nope. New England still has money to bring in Hopkins, and New England, I'm telling you, is going to wind up being the destination he goes because you have a young quarterback, you have a young wide receiver group that he can mentor. He can mentor Absolutely. a guy like uh, like Juju and Devontae Parker. You know, he could he could pass stuff on that he knows from all the quarterbacks he's played with minus, you know, rubbing Tugs Watson because I wouldn't pass anything that I've ever no. seen from him to anybody. But he no. could teach Mac Jones the things that he's seen from, you know, quarterbacks he's seen play before mm-hmm. Mac Jones was even in the league and kind of mentor him. So you want to go to a contender, even in a rough AFC East where it's really going to be between the Bills, the Dolphins, and the and the Patriots. Sorry, Jets fans. Eight and nine. You're I've be been sitting saying it for months. I've been saying be it for months. You're going to be whining and crying, and you're going to go, you know, those two dipshits that do podcasts said it, that they should have traded for Lamar. You know, we're not winning nothing. Because I've been on record to saying they should have. I have to. Going through everything with Lamar, right there was your chance to get not only that, not only to get Lamar, but your window is wider. What the Jets fans expect is something to happen in two straight years that hasn't happened in 50-plus years. So what makes you think it's going to happen all of a sudden because you have Aaron Rodgers now? It's not going to happen. Hate to burst the dream bubble, but it's been burst. Absolutely. Like, it's... Oh, boy. Yeah, the last time the Jets won the Super Bowl, they were playing Baltimore, but it was the Colts and not the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we were actually talking about that because uh, yeah, when I did the episode with Aaron this past Sunday, we were talking about like how like you know the the A's are moving to Vegas and how you know when they mm-hmm. took the Colts out of Baltimore and brought them to Indy. And then how Cleveland got taken out the first time and they became the Ravens. I said, the NFL made the biggest mistake on bringing Cleveland back. Should have never did that. That should have, that was a disaster. And it's been proven since. The Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since we first went to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, 60, 69. Jets. The Jets won the Super Bowl. Holy the next shit. One. That's my favorite. I love bringing that up. Like when it's when it's been a long time, and it's Jaguar. Jaguars have been to a fucking Super Bowl. I don't. So don't take that shot at me. I already know this. But that's I love looking that up. But you guys haven't been around as long as the Jets. We have been around. My my the first year I was born was our first season. I am as old as the Jaguars. The Jaguars are twenty eight years old going into our twenty ninth season. We've had the same stadium for all 28 years, which is why it's time for a new one. 
it yep. oh my god i saw some lady talk about how and this is not a political thing how governor DeSantis needs to veto the stadium being built i'm like first of all i wouldn't she's like i encourage DeSantis to veto the stadium i was like i encourage you to learn how stadiums work um first of all that's a city thing the city owns the land so the city's gonna have to front some money for it second of all um pretty sure the governor can't veto anything within yeah pretty sure he can't veto a building yeah i'm like this is stupid so but yeah here so here's the the most influ or the the biggest things that happened in 1969 uh oh i gotta find more so what was it uh woodstock happened uh Oh my oh my god. Yeah, Wood Woodstock happened. The Beatles recorded Abbey Road. Um, what else happened in 69? Yeah, the the moon landing is one. Uh 250,000 people march on Washington to protest the Vietnam War. Uh <laughs> oh, holy shit. That was the last time we won a Super Bowl. Dial it back. No wonder Roger's saying that's or that trophy looks dusty. Of course it does. You haven't <laughs> There are rocks that have come from space that are the same age as your trophy. <laughs> Holy shit. Y'all have been here for the same amount of time. Holy shit. Oh, that's amazing. Yet, every year they're they're optimistic no matter who's coaching the team, no matter who's the quarterback. They think they think they're gonna win it all. But and I I love Robert Sala. I love Robert Sala. He's a great coach. I I yeah. hate that he went to the Jets but he's a great coach and I, I wish he came to, again, I wish he came to, you know, Jacksonville, but it is what it is. You know, he started his coaching career with us, at least at the NFL level, I believe. So I would love to see him come home and go full circle, but you know, I'll leave it be. It's fine. We got, we got Dougie P I'm cool with that, but it's, I don't see him winning there. I really don't. I see him and I, I really hate to see it. I see him gone in another four years i think when the rogers experiment happens well when the rogers experiment i should say ends is when his tenure with the jets ends well that'll be next year so i don't know if i'll say it'll be it'll happen next year because i think rogers realizes he doesn't have it in him anymore he goes eight nine he has his worst record his or his his worst record ever and he's like yeah i'm done i'm gonna go hang out in dark rooms and do ayahuasca and not only that, gets beat by quarterbacks that aren't mid Garoppolo. So, nope. Now you're playing you in a division with quarterback talent. Garoppolo. So, you well, really and, think and, you're going to the AFC? No. And not a shot against, and not a shot against Fields. I think Fields is going to be, and I've, I've said it before. I think Fields is going to be the biggest surprise this year. I think I the think. Bears and the Bears and the Lions will benefit now that the Packers are pretty much going to be a mid-team. Mm-hmm. I think the Bear, I, Bears can win the division. Well, it's going to be tough because Minnesota is always going to – listen, as long as Minnesota plays at 1 o'clock, yep. Kirk Cousins is undefeated. No okay? play, yeah. He, he could do his Kirk O'Chains thing all he wants. You know, you know, it's, <laughs> the game's over. But if the games are at 4.15 or 8 o'clock, here comes Kirk choke cousins so mm-hmm. you know turning to chokers yeah and i think minnesota i think minnesota wins the division but the bears and the lions are going to be there for one of those wild card spots 
No, easily. I think that honestly, I think it's the Bears. I think the Lions do what the Lions always do. I think them having all those players suspended is definitely, you know, not oh, going to help. Going to hurt them, especially having your sophomore wide receiver suspended for six games again, which is the most atrocious, stupidest, asinine friggin' thing ever. But, you know, we, we've already beaten that to death. Yeah, so. it's, I, I get the hotel to a degree, but I'm with you on it being a neutral site. I get it because it's at that point the the team is paying for it and the team is a, a product of the NFL. So yeah. if it's NFL money paying for that particular spot, I get it. So how about walk down the block? Yeah. <laughs> Put your shoes on, walk down the block, pull out your phone and be like, all right, hang on. So I don't but know. That's but that's- that's so pathetic that you would even have to do that. That that if you want to make a bet that you have to Think of, okay, well, if I do it at this spot in the hotel, I'm going to get fined. But if I do it over here in the water fountain by the, at the parking lot, you know, which would be considered public property, yep. I can't get suspended, right? So let me do it there. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, that fountain's part of the hotel, and and we pay for the hotel room. So, well, nope, now you're suspended, 16. I'll, I'll yeah. still agree with that Patriots defensive back. They can put their, you know – their health on the line day in and day out, but they can't make a bet with their own money. Like that's, that's dumb. And I, I oh. get if, if you really want to take bets out of the NFL and bet on NFL games, fine, fine, oh. but allow it for other sports, allow it for basketball, allow it for collegiate sports, allow it for hockey. If they want to bet on hot, you want to bet on badminton, bet on badminton. I don't care. But if I'm on like, cricket, go ahead. I don't give a yeah. shit. I don't, I don't know how to play it, but you can bet on it. <laughs> Why not? Sure. Go for it. What one of the guys I worked with was was trying to tell me how they play cricket, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, "Yeah, I still don't understand." And please just don't further explain, because the more you explain, the more confused I'm getting. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the aspects of frigging cricket. I don't care. I, I don't watch it, so I don't bet on it, and I don't really give a shit about it. I will. I will say that I think Major League Baseball got the idea from uh, cricket on how to speed up the game. So one of the biggest complaints about cricket is sometimes those matches could last for days because it's to get to a perfect, it's to get to a certain score past a certain point. So they actually created, and I I know this because I had to write a paper on in college. They created a 90 minute cricket league where no matter what it is, the game is over in 90 minutes and their viewership and the, the viewership for cricket around the world skyrocketed because everyone's like oh i don't have to take a month out of my day to go watch these three teams play like this is great i can be in and out in a weekend like let's do it so that's i feel like that's where major league baseball got that idea and it's been working the time is down significantly it's been helpful i mean the the game hasn't suffered i I don't think i don't think the game and this is a casual fan talking so i don't really think the game has suffered that much so i mean i think everything's fine what I think would help is I saw it the other day, and this is not a baseball show, so I don't know how the hell we get into this, um, which if it's my fault, it probably is. So I apologize. But I saw it the other day where I don't know if it was at the collegiate level or some minor league something where the pitcher, they had like the little pitch square that you could check. Yeah. And umpire called a strike or umpire called a strike. It was clearly a ball. I seen that because I, I brought that up in – an episode I did, I think. I haven't Thursday. listened to it yet. Yeah, I yeah. haven't listened to it yet. But 
kind of snaps his helmet yep. like and, and the signal to in essence he wants the ump to review it. it took like 10 seconds and he's yep. like all right yep that's a ball take your base yeah they need to implement that in baseball. that's easy that's so easy the technology is here it's not hard it doesn't ruin the sanctity of the game i feel like the well, only issue people are going to have is you're going to have a guy who challenges every single pitch so maybe limit it to like two challenges per at bat or something or one per at bat or whatever and kind of limit it to that and I would leave it at one. Yeah, one per at bat makes sense because you can be like, and I've seen you seem to have before. We see it on TV. I, I can't remember what it was. It was a couple weeks ago where somebody threw a. Uh, oh my god! They they threw a. It was a. I think it was a sinker, and it was super low. But that little pitch count on TV had it dead center, and everyone's like, "Okay, now I know I'm seeing shit." <laughs> There's no way. There's no way the ball went down and then it went right back up eight inches and then went straight back into the glove like that doesn't happen <laughs> like what explain i found i found that it was hilarious i was going to because you know like facebook has facebook memories yep so one came up the other day where i went live like watching a yankee game and i'm sitting there and i'm like why do we have this fucking box on the tv because they just call balls and strikes wherever they friggin' want anyway yep take this shit off it was just oh my god! I don't even know why they have it because you're because you're telling us the fan, and it's the, it's the same thing with football. So it kind of ties together here a little bit. How is it we the fans sit at home and we could call balls and strikes better than the guy who's right behind the catcher mm-hmm. sees it firsthand, and we could see all these penalties in football, but an official on the field that's right there can't see it. It's it's mind boggling. It, it's as, almost like kind of the matrix in a way. As someone who, and again, it's not the same as professional sports. One of the first jobs I had growing up was a flag football referee, which is actually, I <laughs> to come full circle, Mac Jones played in that league. So like I, my brother actually played flag football with Mac when he was like eight or nine. So Again, don't know the kid personally, and I will never pull that card. I'm not going to go up to like the New England, like, yeah, I know Mac. Like, no, I don't. But like, I I watched the kid play football, like when he was like eight. So like, it was, and it was actually funny when he went to the um when he went to the playoff or went to the championship. They actually had cameras like filming like their time as like kids playing football from like home videos and stuff. And like, my dad was in it. Like my brother was in it, I was in it. <laughs> just because we were there refing, the, like I was just—he was playing, and I was refing it. With my dad was coaching, it was everything. So like, and my my dad didn't coach Mac. That was a different team, but that's besides the point. But like, as someone who's been there, and I'm sure I I saw that Brent made a couple comments. Like some of it is a little difficult to see. Yeah. Sometimes you don't trust your eyes, but also like there's some instances where you just. My favorite was whenever like parents would be like, "Well, that." That's a flag. That's a flag. Why? Why don't you throw the flag? And their kid scores, and I just kind of look around like, uh, wait, what? Uh? <laughs> and so what? now? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Let me do my thing. Yeah, because so, when I did the episode, because when I did the episode, I pretty much did it about like umpiring, mm-hmm. and it was kind of because I know that Brent is an umpire, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I don't want to say certain things, and then like he gets offended, and he's like, no, it was a very good episode, you guys take no offense to nothing at all, he goes, you hit everything right on the head, I was like, oh, good, thank God. Yeah, no, like, that's, no, I, I over some, something that I have an opinion on. Yeah, no, 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 we, we, we love Brent on the show, but it's, I'd love to have Brent and Dave on, that'd be fun, but, um, we can do, I don't know what Brent's 
pro team is for football. I know Dave's a Broncos guy. You said the Niners. Brent's a Niners fan. Oh, well, then Brent would love my my thoughts on Jerry. (laughs) 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 I'll tell Brent to listen to this. So, but it's like, that was my favorite too, because someone's like, oh, you you fucking Niners fans are all insufferable. I was like, dude, I'm a Jaguars fan. Like, I just, as a kid who played wide receiver growing up, like, I idolized the guy, but also, like, I, game recognizes game. And yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. But, Anyways, that that's a whole whole different thing. But you know, you got anything else you want to get into? I <laughs> think we've, we've gone for about an hour. We we went from the Kardashian curse. <laughs> this thing really <laughs> Kardashian curse to Mariah's face tattoo to I think we really just hit everything. We we really we might need to change the name of the show to Steel and Teal Down the Rabbit Hole or something or <laughs> just, just call it Jim and Garrett present the Jim and Garrett off the rails. <laughs> Jim and, and Jim just, and Garrett unhinged sports. And then and then and then before we record, we'll do like a poll like the night before. What I'm do you want to hear us the rabbit hole about this time? I'm and good, then we, we'll just topics. We might have to Maybe, change a name. We might just do one episode where yeah, it's steel and teal, but we'll just go that da- whatever you people want us to go down the rabbit hole about. Listen, I'm for it, but there's certain things I'm not going to go down the rabbit no, hole. No, no, like, no, no. Yeah, I, we we I'll can definitely take the opinion. We yeah. can definitely take the opinion, but we get this is this is our show. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, thanks for for joining us on another episode. We we're, we might change a name because that it's just seal and teal unhinged or something, or just just because it goes. It's fun. We'll we'll discuss that later. But thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it um check us out at all our other shows obviously go check out uh you know me and jalen over is it or um two dudes of sports news we always have fun over there uh we're a little behind just because it, it life has been hectic um but we're we'll try to get back to a normal thing i've been out of town i think last week was the first week i was in town for the full time in the la- almost uh the last three uh so <laughs> it's been it's not for lack of trying but we're we're trying so go check out two dudes of sports news. Um, love having fun over there. Just a cleaner version of what we do here. Um, obviously go check out, you know, solo show is this about take again. I'm a couple episodes behind. I owe you guys one. I promise I'm working on one. I have my own thoughts on something and we'll, we'll get there. I'll try to rattle one off at some point over the weekend or to put out next week. Obviously go check out Jim over fan of the van for uh, just don't ask him to talk about things that aren't sports. Cause that's not what we're here for. <laughs> We we I, respect I, I, your choices. We had a political podcast. Email me oh, one time. Oh no! no. And I'm like, because it was don't, after I don't. did it was after I did the John Morant one, like like after everything did the whole John Morant one, and they're like, oh, you know, well, we're doing one on guns, right? We like to have you on. I go listen. Don't care. Yeah, not a political. I don't, don't want to do it. And actually, John from John Wrestling Fans Insight actually like the episode because i didn't get political yeah so i saw that again none of our shows get political it's yeah. never gonna happen we so may bring up political us, yeah ask us to do it because we ain't gonna do it because i'm not a political guy i don't vote i don't care everybody who is in office is old should be out and that's about the only political view you get from me so the the thing and, for, and i i i vote but it's and this is as political as we're ever gonna get i vote but it's also a situation where it's like I, I'm not going to tell you what you got to do. Don't tell me what I got to do. You know, my, your, your, 
I would love to learn about other people's views and thoughts and how they got there. And I would love to express mine. And if, you know, if it's an open-minded conversation that doesn't devolve into shouting matches, I'm up for it, yeah. you know, discussion. But if if it's just going to be shouting and, and swearing and just shit slinging, I'm out. Have, yeah. have a conversation well, like an adult. Or, or like another, or like uh, you have to just listen to my viewpoint. I don't want to yeah. hear yours. You just listen to me. I'm just going to tell you and you're just going to like it. Like, no, 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 no. And that's why, honestly, that's all I really talk about is sports because I could appreciate other people's exactly. points. Even if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, because some of them are knowledgeable, those are the ones I'll associate with, the the, the, the idiotic ones. Go listen to the political podcast. Go, go, go listen to them. You probably have something in common with them. Just, just go do that. I'm I'm always good for open, intelligent conversation, but anything beyond that, if it devolves into shouting or anything like that, I'm I'm out. I don't have time for that. Like it, it's, anyways, <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> We're good for that. Though. We are good for that. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Steel and Teal Talk, off the rails, unhinged. You know, whatever you want to call it. Um, we really do appreciate it. Like I said, go check out Two Dudes of Sports News. Um, go check out, you know, is this a bad take for the normal solo show? If you don't like the fact that these are an hour to an hour and 15, those are like 20 minutes. Obviously, go check out, you know, Jim over at Fan of the Van for his normal shows. Probably still around the same time, usually about 15, 25 minutes, somewhere in that range. Sometimes a little over 30, depending on the topic. And if yeah. I have enough time for like the Sintas guy shows up, which actually happened in the last episode, I'm getting ready to I need to listen to show. that. And then here you actually hear me discuss it. I'm like, oh well, I got Cintas guy pulling up, and I got PSEG pulling up. I'm like, <laughs> I shout out, I got a shout out, but you know who you are, and I just end it right there. Yep, that's what you got to do. But no, speaking of shout outs, uh, best way you can get a shout out on our show: retweet the show, five star reviews, all that fun stuff. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to do. I do want to uh, say thank you, especially to those who listen to this show and who do the sports news. As of last week, we officially broke 1,000 uh, downloads total. So thank you guys for that. I don't know what happened over that one week. Say that one more time. Guys, that's a big milestone. I appreciate that's it. Big. I don't know what happened because I, I didn't look at it for one week and we had like these two, we had like 300 downloads in like a four day period. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? <laughs> I don't know what happened, but thanks. Yeah. So, but you, you when you get it. Yeah. Thank you guys for, you know, getting us there. We couldn't have done it without y'all. Now do that over here on the show and go do that on Jim's show and do that with all the other shows. Give us 300 show spikes. We appreciate it. But also, again, <laughs> five star reviews. If you liked it, let us know. That's the best way to do it. You retweet the show. You interact with us on Twitter. Best way to find me is going to be at TDSN Pod or at ITA Bad Take Pod. That's where we retweet about stuff on the shows and everything. You can see us, you know, if we have the patience to tear into horrible opinions. Um, obviously, go find Jim over at Fan of the Van on Twitter as well. Um, best way to interact with us is there and the five star reviews, comments, feed the algorithm gods. This is already a mess of an outro, but I don't care. <laughs> we're leaving it in so we're doing it live uh but it's so that'll be that you know if you didn't like the show that's fine um we appreciate your time we appreciate to listen to this go completely off off the rails um it's just what we do if you liked it great join the conversation if you didn't like it again that's fine we appreciate your time i can't give it back to you um but be very kind and don't uh do any negative reviews that doesn't help you that doesn't help me let's just you know you go your way we'll go ours don't take the time out of your day to, you know, do what I do for people who have terrible opinions. Um, 
was going to say. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Um, but <laughs> anyways, we appreciate it. Um, again, that is the best way to get a shout out on the show. Man, this is a mess. Uh, shout out to the show if you want to look for other like-minded podcasts, other you know podcasting friends that we have. Uh, similar, you know, content and everything as well. Um, if you're looking for wrestling shows, it doesn't get much better than Austin of a Wrestling World Podcast or John of a Wrestling Fan Insight. Obviously, Jim over a Fan of the Van, me and Jalen over Two Dudes of Sports News. Go check out Brent and Dave over fourteen twenty. If you're looking for more, uh, they're a little less unhinged than we are. Uh, Brent's still one of the hardest working podcasters I know. Uh, they put up some great content. Um, go check out the guys over the BS and Sports Podcast. Aaron over Brutally Honest. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, you can look at Level the Playing Field with Dave and John, the We Like Sports Podcast, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, um, Sports After Dark. Uh, I don't know if they they all have their own individual podcast, and that's if you're looking for a Twitter space to, you know, yell at other people about sports. I will. I want to give a shout out to uh, their name is escaping me at the moment, but I did share it. Uh, the guy who wrote, uh, rewrote uh, Chris I- Brown's "You Should Let Me Love You." <laughs> That on that show to bash Cleveland that find my retweet. I'm going to find it. It's incredible. It's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Y'all need to be in that Twitter space. It's an absolute blast. If you're looking to find somebody on TikTok, go check out Darian over chill takes puts out fantastic content. Another Jaguars fan too. Um, if you're looking for gambling stuff, go check out Nate's daily wager or the, or you bet smart with Jake and Scott. If you're looking to do something in Vegas, go check out coil over visit Vegas places, puts out great content. Um, and check out the stupid history about it too. Uh, big fan of the show. He always reviews and stuff like that. And I appreciate him. Um, but on that note, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the mess that it has been. And we will see you next time. Yep. <laughs>